the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday edition of Locked on Pokes. I am so glad to be back. Last week was a little light. Had a lot going on last week. Uh, had a death in the family. Had a funeral. Was out of town. Was sick middle of the week. So last week was a bad week. It was a long week. I'm glad it's over. This week is going to be so, so much better. Got started off yesterday with a couple of former Cowboys getting Super Bowl rings. Uh, should be a great week. Got some winter weather coming in tomorrow. I'm actually heading to the winter weather later in the week. My wife and I headed out to New Mexico to do a little skiing. So I'll be with you for a few days this week before we head west. want to remind everybody, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. You can also listen to Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder if you head over to LockedOnPodcast.com and uh, Brady Trantham. And now on Locked on Sooners and Locked on Thunder doing a great job. Also want to welcome our new partner, Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. I'll be telling you more about Simply Green Pharmacy throughout the show, but thrilled to have them with us as a partner here on Locked on Pokes. All right. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a fun week, but we have to start it with something not so fun, and that is Oklahoma State. Guess what, everybody? Getting rolled in a conference basketball game. Oklahoma State did get the win against Texas A&M last weekend, and that was fun, but you know, that was non-conference. Oklahoma State is still looking for that elusive first conference win. If I would have told you, what did Oklahoma State start? 8-0? 7-0? Let's go look. Oklahoma State started the season 7-0. After the win against Ole Miss, they were 7-0. If I would have told you that before the halfway point in conference play, Oklahoma State would have been under 500 on the season, you probably would have slapped me in the face. And I probably would have deserved it. Because there would have been no way, after the games against Syracuse and Ole Miss, to see anything remotely resembling what we've seen the last six weeks from Oklahoma State basketball coming. There's just no way anyone could have predicted that it would take such a drastic negative turn. After the 82-69 to loss to Oklahoma on Saturday, the Cowboys are now 0-8 in conference play. And I actually did a little research this morning because I was curious. I, I-, I wanted to know, is Oklahoma State the worst team in college basketball? I, I really asked myself that this morning. So... <clears throat> This is what I did. I pulled up the conference standings for every conference in the country. And I kind of rifled through these, and I looked for other teams in other conferences who don't have a single win in conference. There aren't very many. There aren't very many at all. In fact, there's only one other one in the Power Five, and I think that this team might be saving Oklahoma State from being the worst team in all of college basketball, Uh, and that would be Vanderbilt. So everybody, big round of applause to Vanderbilt. Let's go ahead and, and clap for the Commodores. We appreciate you, Vanderbilt. We at Oklahoma State appreciate you because Vanderbilt also winless in conference at 0 and 8 but Vanderbilt is 8 and 13 on the season and the Cowboys are 10 and 11 so big shout out 
to Vanderbilt for uh, for not winning any conference games. It's really a race to the bottom now between Oklahoma State and Vandy. We'll see who gets there first. Uh, you know, I don't have confidence that Oklahoma State is going to win a game anytime soon, but I'm also not watching Vandy basketball. So that'll be a fun race to watch the rest of the season. Other than that, I was able to find St. Joseph's 0-9 in conference. Shout out St. Joseph's. We're focusing on the negatives this morning with college basketball. And Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State, 0-9 in conference, 1-21 on the season. I think we can safely say that Oklahoma State currently has a better basketball team than Kennesaw State. So not all is lost, right? This is where we're at. Northwestern, who's 6-15 on the season, has won a Big Ten game. We're at the halfway point. Oklahoma State should have a win by now in conference. This is the most depressing college basketball season I can remember for Oklahoma State. When you factor in expectations, you factor in that the guy who is now the number one rated player in next year's class is coming to town. There are experts on ESPN saying that because this year's draft class doesn't have a ton in it, that if Kate Cunningham was eligible, he very well may be the number one overall pick in this year's NBA draft class. He's projected as the number one pick in next year's NBA draft class. This guy's coming to town. You brought three seniors back. You had Isaac Likely, Yorane, a lot of hype around Yor, and this was supposed to be kind of the turning point for Oklahoma State basketball where, you know, they don't win the Big 12 this year. That wasn't the expectation. The expectation was borderline tournament team, and we'll see what happens from there. But it, it, it's something to build on going into next year. And instead, <clears throat> this feels like the, the Cowboys have taken a step back to the point where when Kate Cunningham comes in next year, what's the confidence of the other guys on this roster? And, and even with maybe the best player in the country next year, can Oklahoma State be competitive? You, you would like to assume yes. You would like to assume that if you have a guy who in two years will be playing 30 minutes a, a night for the, an NBA team, that he'll be able to have some success in conference play. And you hope that that's the case, but what we're watching right now is a combination of a complete lack of confidence from everyone on the roster. It's, you know, I like Mike Boynton. I I think that next year we'll find out if Mike Boynton can coach. I think he's been dealt a tough hand with a lot of the guys that he's had to dismiss. But Mike Boynton right now, he, he looks like he's guessing. He looks like he's guessing as to which lineups are going to work best, as to which combinations should be on the floor at, at which point in time. A, a new starting lineup again on Saturday. Yorane back in the starting lineup. Uh, Jonathan Laurent in the starting lineup. And and again, Oklahoma State just chucking threes. I mean, guys, guys who aren't making threes, just letting them rain. You know what? Keep shooting. Maybe they'll start falling. Thomas Dezogwa was 4 of 7 on Saturday from 3. The rest of the team was 2 of 12. That's 16%. But you know what? Keep letting them fly. You know what? Maybe they'll start going in. I could be wrong. Oklahoma State, it was really never a competitive game with OU. It was 22-18 at one point. That's when uh, OU went on a 12-0 run, maybe it was. 8-10, 12-0 run. I was watching on my phone. Uh, we were in Tulsa still with with some family after a uh, funeral on my wife's side. My wife's grandpa passed, so we were up there on Saturday. So I was watching it on my phone, and uh, <clears throat> it was it was tough. 
it, it was tough. OU goes on that big run. They go into halftime up by 13. Uh, mercifully, a six-year-old girl came and took my phone to watch Paw Patrol, so I was not forced uh, to watch the game any further than that. But, uh, yeah, it, it was rough from Oklahoma State basketball, which is what we've come to expect. Uh, and, and to do it on a Saturday afternoon against your rival, it, it was tough. It, it was really tough to watch. Hopefully Oklahoma State can get it turned around. They've got TCU uh, on Wednesday night. I, I don't know. Does Oklahoma State get a, a win in conference? I, I mean, I, I was the optimist guy after the bad start in conference play. I told everybody, calm down. It's not as bad as it seems. These things happen. You go into slumps and you bounce back. Uh, the slump, it hadn't gone anywhere. It's sticking around. It, it's just a slump for slump's sake at this point. So hopefully they can jump, bounce out of it at some point. But I'm no longer spitting optimism to you all. This is bad. It's a lost season. Uh, they are one of the worst teams in all of college basketball. It, it's, it's been tough to watch lately. Uh, all right. Not all is bad in Stillwater because in Stillwater is simply Green Pharmacy. I mentioned they are a new partner here on the show, and I want everybody to head over and check out Simply Green Pharmacy at 617 Redbud. It's at the corner of Perkins Avenue and uh, Redbud, right there across the street east of Apple Creek Apartments, and Simply Green Pharmacy will get you taken care of. Uh, they're locally owned. They've been around for a long time in Stillwater. They were voted by the Stillwater News Press, uh, by the people of Stillwater, as the best dispensary in Stillwater. They do patient drives every single Wednesday, trying to provide more patients with access uh, to medical care through medical cannabis. Uh, it, it's phenomenal uh, what Simply Green Pharmacy is doing. They strive to meet their patients' needs. They provide access to quality, tested products that assist in treating specific ailments. Head over to their website, livesgf.com. That's Simply Green Pharmacy, livesgf.com, uh, and check it out. You, you will be impressed. Great website, great people. I was just in there on Friday. The selection is phenomenal. So go see my friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. All right, I need to take a break. Come back on the other side. Chuba Hubbard? Making news again on social media? We'll talk about that and more coming up next here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Rolling along here on Locked on Pokes on a Monday. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Give me your thoughts on this Oklahoma State basketball season. Are you still watching? Are you watching Wednesday night against TCU? Are, are you watching to see if they break out of the hole? Or are you done with college basketball for this year and you're just waiting for Cade Cunningham to roll into town? I want to know. Let me know at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Now, I said before the break, Chuba Hubbard making news once again on social media. Chuba, you, you know, it's been a big offseason for Chuba's social media, particularly on Instagram. His Instagram stories are where uh, news seems to break. And the same thing happened this weekend. So Oklahoma State, as we know, returns 10 of 11 starters on defense. The one they're missing, A.J. Green, big-time player, Oklahoma State, now lacking a little bit of depth at the corner position. Some questions about what's going to take place there for what should be the most complete defense that Oklahoma State has had maybe in a decade since that 2011 squad that uh, was near the top of the country in turnovers. Now, uh, Christian Holmes. 
played at Missouri for a few years. He was a key contributor, had several interceptions in Missouri, played in every game the last two seasons in Missouri. And Chuba Hubbard, who, as we all know, is basically Adrian Wojnarowski of college football, uh, put on his Instagram story over the weekend, welcome to the family with a fingers crossed emoji and a picture of Christian Holmes uh, making a play at Missouri. He said, OSU fans, go show my boy some love. Now, he does have the fingers crossed here, but there have been other people who have reported that Christian Holmes will be making his way to Stillwater. This is big for an Oklahoma State defense that is looking to replace A.J. Green, and, and not so much as replace A.J. Green. It might not even be one guy. You know, you might not bring Christian Holmes in and have him just go be the starter opposite Rodarius Williams uh, and, and play the entire game. What you need is depth at the position so that you don't have to have one guy play up to the caliber of A.J. Green because that's going to be tough to do. A.J. Green was a phenomenal player. He got incredible reviews at the Senior Bowl. He's going to be drafted. He's going to get a shot in the NFL. So it's tough to ask somebody who has not been producing at this level, one of these recruits, uh, you know, a guy who's been in the program for a couple of years, even Christian Holmes. It's tough to hold one of those guys to the standard of A.J. Green, but if you get some depth at the position, that... uh, Pardon me. That gives you uh, some flexibility as to what you can do defensively. Obviously, Rodarius Williams is going to be out there nearly every play. Thomas Harper may be going to get some run out there. I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Tanner McAllister. We'll see. You know, he, he filled in at safety some last year. There's some talk that maybe he could move over uh, and be one of the guys at corner. But you bring Christian Holmes in. He was featured in every game for Missouri in the last two seasons. Uh, in 2018, was actually his best statistical season. He had two interceptions and 14 passes is defended in 2018, which is pretty darn good. Uh, And then in 2019, he split time with another defensive back named Jarvis Ware. So that saw his numbers go down. He didn't have any picks in 2019, just four pass breaks up, breakups in the 2019 season. But a guy with a lot of experience and a guy with a lot of experience at a high level playing football in the SEC. I know Missouri doesn't feel like the SEC, but Missouri is the SEC. So uh, Christian Holmes coming to Oklahoma State, big get for the Cowboy defense, a defense that should be uh, a good unit, one of the best in the Big 12, whenever you look around the Big 12 and you look at you know strong defenses, you look at Iowa State under Matt Campbell. He's been phenomenal, but he's losing some guys on the defensive line. You look at TCU under Gary Patterson. His defense always has it figured out. Baylor had a good defense last year. They're losing some guys. Obviously, the loss of the head coach, but they bring in Dave Aranda, uh, who's a big defensive guy. So I, I think Baylor will be fine on that side of the ball. Does Oklahoma continue to make strides forward? Uh, no real way to know, but they were better under Alex Grinch uh, than they had been under Mike Stoops. Now, you know, national semifinal game aside against LSU, LSU was torching everybody. OU was better defensively this year than they have been in the past. But, uh, you know, Oklahoma State should have a top half of the conference defense as a given and a top two or three defense in the conference, I think, is fully in play. What Oklahoma State really needs is a defense like the one in 2011 that forced turnovers. That's how you win games. You win games by getting extra possessions, taking the ball away from your opponent. And and we saw that with Oklahoma State this past year in, in reverse fashion, where Oklahoma State lost a couple of games directly because of turnovers. It happened against Texas Tech. It happened against Baylor. So if Oklahoma State can flip the script, be on the better side of that in 2020, this could re 
a really special team in Stillwater. All right, I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side, talk about everything else. The uh, Juco quarterback who was visiting this past weekend, as well as the wrestling duels this past weekend. And uh, we will wrap it up here on Locked on Pokes. Uh, before I take this break, I want to wish a happy, happy birthday to my mother. Today is my mom's birthday so happy happy birthday uh everybody go find her on twitter i don't know what her twitter handle is her name's kim kim powell if you can find her on twitter uh give her a shout out uh a happy birthday from the locked on pokes family we're gonna go have dinner tonight should be a blast so happy birthday mom love you see you tonight uh all right we're gonna take a break come back and talk about everything else that took place this weekend right here on locked on pokes Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. And while you're on your social media, head over to Instagram and find Simply Green Pharmacy on Instagram. That is where you can find out uh, more information about the Valentine's Day Puff and Paint class. It's only $20 a person, cash only, at the door. Text your first and last name to 918-907-0009 to save your spot. You sign up, you get a penny pre-roll to enjoy during your date. Maybe you're an Oklahoma State alum. I know a lot of Oklahoma State alums uh, listen to the podcast. You're looking for something to do for your honey on Valentine's Day. It's a Friday night. Go to Stillwater, get a hotel room, puff and paint with Simply Green Pharmacy, and uh, and just have a great night. Have a great Valentine's date night in Stillwater. That's from 7 to 9 on February 14th. Head over to Instagram. That is Simply Green Pharmacy. That's F-A-R-M, Simply Green Pharmacy on Instagram. Head over and check them out and support one of our great partners here on Locked on Pokes. All right, this past weekend in Stillwater, Ethan Bullock was in town. Ethan Bullock, a former junior college quarterback, Oklahoma State potentially looking to add some depth at the position. Obviously, Spencer Sanders is the guy, unquestioned, no doubt about it, and Shane Illingworth is next in line. But Illingworth may not be ready if Spencer Sanders does go down like he did this past season. You need depth at that position, especially the, the big thing about having depth at the quarterback position, it's not if Spencer Sanders were, were to go down the last game in September and be out the rest of the season. If Spencer Sanders goes down the last game in September and is out the rest of the season, that's pretty much curtains on Oklahoma State's Big 12 championship hopes. But let's say Spencer Sanders goes down the last week of September and he's out two weeks. You need a guy who can come in and win you two games. A guy who can come in, not make mistakes, manage the game, win you two games until your starter gets back. So Oklahoma State looking to build some depth at the position. And new quarterback coach Tim Rattay will have some say, I would imagine, as far as who they bring in, what they're looking at at that position. Uh, Bullock is a 6'4", 200-pound recruit coming out of high school. He had just two offers, small offers, South Dakota State and Eastern Kentucky. Uh, he has been out. <clears throat> pardon me, at City College of San Francisco, where he's played a couple of years, uh, 15 touchdowns, seven picks, almost 1,500 yards, small sample size on Bullock, but he would be a nice depth piece, again, in case Spencer Sanders were to get hurt, and Shane Illingworth uh, would not quite be ready yet. You could have Bullock waiting in line, and maybe, uh, you, you know, Drew Brown came over to Oklahoma State because he wanted to see if he could do it at that level. Maybe Bullock wonders the same thing. 
Maybe Bullock thinks, you know what? I'm not going to be the starter at Oklahoma State. I know that. But maybe I can go to a program like that, earn a spot as the backup, and maybe potentially get a chance to play Power 5 college football. Uh, and if that's his dream, all the best to him. So we'll keep an eye on the Ethan Bullock situation as Oklahoma State continues to to round out the 2020 class uh, and get everything official. Already have a few transfers coming over in Colin Clay, Josh Sills, uh, and of course, oh my gosh, I just talked about it in the whole last segment. From the corner from Missouri, whose name now escapes me. Uh, so already have three transfers in the class. Could make it four with Ethan Bullock. Uh, Super Bowl was last night. And congratulations to former Cowboys Tyree Kill and Emmanuel Ogba, both getting Super Bowl rings. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal game. I, uh, I-, I loved it. I thought the Chiefs were going to win. I picked them 27-26 before the game. So eh, my score wasn't that close. The game was much closer than the final score would indicate, though. With, with six minutes left, the Chiefs were trailing by 10. They end up winning by 11. First team in NFL history to trail by double digits in three consecutive postseason games and win three consecutive postseason games by double digits. Pretty impressive stuff from the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Uh, that, that offense is elite. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech <clears throat> was so good, and it, it really makes you wonder just how bad was Texas Tech when Patrick Mahomes was there. Seriously, how bad was that team? Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech uh, three years ago, folks. And they won six games? Seven games? Not very many games? And now he's already been the NFL MVP, and now he's the Super Bowl MVP? And by the way, they got it right on the Super Bowl MVP. I saw a lot of OU fans on Twitter last night thinking that it should be Damian Williams. Damian Williams had 104 yards rushing and two total touchdowns. One of those was late. San Francisco, you know, loaded the box and a hole sprung and he took it to the house. That, you know, great. They only needed a first down to win the game. So that was, you know, it is what it is. Patrick Mahomes made the plays to win the games. The game. Damian Williams was phenomenal. He's been much better in the NFL than I thought he would be. Patrick Mahomes made the plays to win the games. The biggest one was the third and long where he launched a, a bomb to Tyree Hill uh, who brought it down in the middle of a bunch of Niners. That was a complete terrible defensive breakdown from San Francisco to allow him to get that open. I understand he's hard to cover, but the safety safety did a bad job turning his head, getting turned around. And uh, But anyway, that's, you know, you make plays, you win the games. And the Chiefs made the plays when it mattered. Really happy for Andy Reid and happy for the former Cowboys to get some rings. Uh, happy for Chris Carson, too, who's got some, uh, some stuff in his contract. The way NFL contracts work is for guys drafted in the third through seventh round there is a performance escalator if you've played at least 35 percent of a team's offensive or defensive snaps in two of their first three seasons Chris Carson meets that threshold so in 2020 instead of making seven hundred thirty-five thousand dollars next year Chris Carson will make two point one million dollars next year so big congrats to Chris Carson who has been phenomenal to this point in his young NFL career so uh, good stuff for Chris Carson happy to see some pokes get some rings last night and football season now is officially over we're keeping an eye on Oklahoma State basketball Oklahoma State baseball starting up very very soon O'Brate Stadium will be opening next month we're gonna be taking a look at Oklahoma State wrestling even further the Cowboys get two more wins uh, over the weekend Friday night against South Dakota State and then Sunday afternoon against Missouri 35 to 3 over the Jackrabbits and 26 to 6 over Missouri and a couple of non-conference bouts so Oklahoma State goes on the road 
this upcoming weekend for two duels on Saturday against Air Force and Wyoming. And then wrestling season really heats up. The last two duels of the season will be Sunday the 16th in Stillwater against Oklahoma. So that's Bedlam. And then February 23rd, Sunday, 7 o'clock at Iowa. Big time, big time duel for Cowboy Wrestling. So we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Golf season will be firing up before too long. Keeping an eye on the Cowboys in the pros as well always so a lot going on right now with Oklahoma State athletics despite the fact that football season now with the Super Bowl concluding is officially over glad everybody was with me today remember to go over to Instagram find simply green pharmacy that's f-a-r-m simply green pharmacy right there at the corner of Perkins and Redbud in Stillwater and go see our partners here on locked on poke glad everyone was with me i'm back wednesday to preview oklahoma state and tcu everyone enjoy the one last day of warm weather before it snows tomorrow thanks for listening to locked on pokes